It was great. I mean, it was again like it was it was one of the most one of the most memorable and fun experiences of my high school career. Um, you know, like because I think that you you always want to chase experiences that, that are going to like take you out of your comfort zone and then take you out of like the people and places that you know, right? Like the fact that we got to come to the University of Memphis campus during the summer and learn like writing and we took like writing courses. We took like, you know, journalism courses and like and we, we had, they brought in like real journalists who were working mm-hmm. in the industry to talk to us. Uh, it just, I mean, you it just expands your mind. Like it makes you just, it makes you want to like go off and like do big things in the world. Like- From 1997 to 2015, high school students in Memphis, Tennessee got an unprecedented opportunity to talk and write about life from their point of view and get their words published and distributed across the city of Memphis. I think I'm living my legacy now. Like I think like the fact that you found me as a Tina Pill alum and then who's working in Hollywood now. I'm Jackson Brown and you're listening to Disappearing Inc., the grown-up story of a teen newspaper, the oral history podcast about Memphis's teen appeal. That was the first time somebody told me that I was a writer in seventh grade. And then when I got to Central High School and I saw that my friend was getting involved with the teen appeal, I would, I mean, I went up and asked her. I was like, listen, I saw that they were having applic- the application window was opening for people to join next school year. Memphis native and writer Benjamin Corey Jones has written for shows like Insecure and Boomerang. He talked to us about how writing for the Teen Appeal paved the way for his career in Hollywood. I mean, I cannot say enough about how the Teen Appeal changed my life. Like, I'm not even kidding you. And that's why I'm really glad to talk to you today about it, just so I can, like, talk about, like, what that moment in my life was and what brought me, you know, to writing and to the Teen Appeal, like, because when I was in high school, the Teen Appeal was the hottest thing around, you know what I mean? Like, and the fact that, like, you would get this newspaper, you know, delivered to us and you see your friends who you just been hanging out with, like, or at lunch with, like, their name is on the byline. And, like, that was a big deal. You get to see your name in print, you know, and then, like, they also had the fashion section. So, like, everybody wanted to be in the fashion section every week. And, but, like, you know, like, I would say in Memphis, we didn't really have like high school newspapers for like every high school, right? We had the yearbook staff, which I think was sort of close, but like when the teen appeal came along, like you get, you got, you almost became like a local celebrity because like your name is literally in the paper, it's on a byline. And so I remember um, what made me interested in the teen appeal was one of my really good friends, her name is uh, Erica Matlock, or Erica, her name is Erica Conley now, she's married. But she was a year ahead of me and I just was so I just was obsessed with her. The fact that she got her name in the newspaper, you know, like but this was also like I it, it was in this point because I remember like around seventh or eighth grade is when I realized like English and writing was more my strong suit because like I was always like not great at math, not great in science. Like, you know, you do, right? <laughs> <laughs> same kind of people like I, I i did well in school and i made a's and b's and because like i would just study hard but like when you asked me the classes that i enjoyed it was definitely like my english classes and i remember my seventh grade english teacher she was just she read something of mine and she was like you're a writer like that's when that was that was the first time somebody told me that i was a writer in seventh grade and then when i got to central high school and i saw that my friend was getting involved with the teen appeal i would i mean i went up and asked her i was like listen I saw that they were having 
the application window was opening for people to join next school year. So I went to ask, I was like, look, I need you to, I want you to help me with my application. Can you, like, I have to write an essay as a sample. Can you read my essay? It was that essay that earned him a spot on the staff and his first teen appeal story earned him a front page byline. At the time, there were a lot of mass school shootings happening. Mm. I I can't remember. I'm sure there was one in Texas, but like the thing that was in the ether and the air around the time, and this was back in like 2000, 1999, 2000, like Mm. a lot of people, a lot of people were questioning the safety of schools, right? And we had the superintendent of Memphis at the time come to the teen appeal to give us a talk about how despite all these, and this is, this was my like leading sentence, like despite Mm. all the, um, things that have been happening for school shootings, schools are still one of the most safest places a student can be. Ben's experience on staff was similar to Marcus Matthews, who we talked to in the last episode. He was able to connect with other creative students and tap into his interests. Um, what was most exciting about it was like, I I feel like I have finally found my, my tribe, my calling, my thing, if you will, right? I put that, I put thing in air quotes, right? And you know, like, and when you're in high school, you know, like, cause I have an older brother, my brother's thing was, he was a baseball player. Like he was in sports, right? I was not, I played sports. I wasn't great at it. You know what I mean? And so I think anybody when you're in high school like that, you're trying to find your thing. You're trying to find like the thing you gravitate towards, whether that's like music. Like I had a lot of friends who were, who were music, who were in the band. I, I have friends who were in choir, who sang, you know, I have friends, like I said, who did sports. You know, I have people, I have friends who were like little entrepreneurs. So like you knew they would be business type of people. You know, you had people who were like very much like, I want to be a doctor and I want to be that. I didn't, I didn't like, I didn't necessarily have any of those things. I thought at one point I'd be a lawyer, but with, when the teen appeal came, I realized what I was meant to do and what I was great at. And I tell people all the time, like, yeah, you should find your passion, but your passion finds you because you, you sort of unlock the thing that you're good at. Like your passion is just what you're like naturally good at. And I think the teen appeal for me was like, oh man, like, I feel like, like, even when we went to teen appeal camp, like, I like the journalistic little kids that were running around. Like we were all kind of like nerdy and like interested in writing. The students wanted to write about all aspects of their lives, the good, the bad, the controversial and the fun. One, what was definitely the teen appeal camp? It was, that was, that's by far like one of the most fun experiences. Like it was a like you go for like a week from like 9am to 4pm and you know, they provide us with lunch and like we would, I mean, we literally went to like different, uh, seminars on how to be a journalist. We would write stories there. And I was also a member of the Goldsmith team board at the time. Have you, have you ever heard of this? Heard of you remember the story Goldsmiths? Are you young? Are you older? Yeah, I know about Goldsmiths. Okay. <laughs> yeah. right, just, just checking. Well, yeah. Gold, Goldsmiths had this sort of like team modeling group, right? That I was also in, I got into. Um, mm-hmm. And so there was a collaboration where Tina Peel writers and Goldsmith team board models, like us as the models would come and model for like the Tina Peel style section. So not only was I a writer on the Tina Peel, but I got, I was a model for the, uh, for the ghost. I was a model for like the Tina Peel fashion spread. And I just thought that that was great. Cause like in the same newspaper, my, I had my byline and article that I wrote. And then I had photos of me modeling like the new back to school style, if you will. I'm nobody's model now, you know what I'm saying? But back in high school, again, like these are things that 
I, I think at the end of the day, what Tina Peel did for me, which I'm sure you'll probably cover, but like it just gave me this sort of confidence in myself, you know, and confidence is this weight and goal. Like if, if you know, and I think there's a quote by, I think like Langston Hughes or, or like James Baldwin that says like, the, you, you owe your life to the person that gives you confidence, you know, and the Tina Peel in those experiences gave me a lot of confidence. I remember a lot of us wanting to do stories about gang culture, right? Mm. Like not necessarily like gang culture in the schools, but like we were wanting to tackle, we were wanting to just to tackle like the, the emergence of gangs in Memphis, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't necessarily think that those stories got approved, not because they were trying to quell our voices or anything, but I think that we were like, at a certain point, you have to understand that this is journalism and not necessarily political activism almost, right? I think a lot of us were, were wanting to like say like, stop being in gangs, like everybody stop it. But like more, but where is the journalistic story in that? You know, like we weren't necessarily reporting about crime and stuff, but I think we were just, we were all feeling this tension of like, you know, maybe we all knew somebody who was in a gang or like felt the threat of gangs in our schools or our communities. And I remember us wanting to talk about that, but also, but I remember it being a big discussion. You know, I remember it being like, let's discuss on the best approach to this, right? One of the people the young reporters looked to for guidance was Tara Milligan, a University of Memphis professor and teen appeal coordinator. He recalls looking up to Tara and appreciating her guidance in pitching ideas and developing his writing. If you had an article idea, like you had to either like email her or like, call her and you had to come up to her office and pitch her your idea. You know, like she didn't play. Like, I mean, she was a very nice lady. And I just remember, I just remember being so inspired by her. Like she was just so encouraging to us. Um, she was a mentor of mine. Um, again, like my friends who had done the teen appeal years before me, they were so, they were friends of mine, but they were also mentors of mine. Like they were, I looked up to them and, you know, like they were always there because I remember writing, I went to Morehouse for college and I remember writing my college essay. I had Tara Mulligan look at my essay. I had um, my friends who were like, who were writing on the team people look at my essay. And like, I got a, I got my scholarship to go to Morehouse on the strength of that essay, you know, that I wrote. And so, yeah, I mean, because I wrote a, the essay question, I'll just tell you about it. The essay question was like, name the most influential person in your life. And I wrote about my mother, how my mother battled breast cancer because she battled it twice. She battled it when she was in her mid thirties, when she was like 35 and she beat the disease and she got into remission when there's no um, um, traces of cancer in your body. And then the cancer came back when she was 39 and she eventually passed away at 40. Um, this, you know, the same age that I am now actually. And I wrote about how like watching her persevere and still be a super mom really inspired me. And the admissions director at Morehouse, like he, he, this is my senior high school. He called my dad. He was like, this essay is one of the best essays we've ever read. So clearly your son is an English major. So we want to, you know what I'm saying? Like invite you down to like view the, view the cop to um, tour the campus. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just the fact that I had these people to reach out to, to help me. It was just, it, it made all the world difference, you know? Like everyone we've talked to this season, Ben credits the teen appeal for the success he's experiencing right now and the legacy he wants to leave. I'm a screenwriter, I'm a producer, I'm a director, showrunner, all those things. Like I, I make television shows and I make movies basically, you know? Um, and I don't think I ever would have gone down this route had it not been for the teen appeal. Um, cause the Tina, cause the way it goes is like, so I did the Tina Peel in high school. Right. And so when I was getting ready to go to college, 
because I was so enamored and obsessed with the teeny people, I wanted to major in journalism. I was going to find journalism. But Morehouse is a liberal arts college and they don't have journalism as a degree. And so I kind of settled for English as a degree. Um, come to find out, like, that's probably one of the better degrees you can get is an English degree because, like, you're just honing your your craft and writing and you're becoming a lot more well-read. I mean, you're reading all the all the classics. I read everything from Shakespeare to Milton to Chaucer to African-American lit to, like, you know, Neale Hurston and James James Baldwin and, like, everybody, you know. Um, but it all started with with the teen appeal, like, because I think in, in high school specifically, like, you, you, you look at your life and you're like, I'm going to go, you, I'm going to go down on this path or that path like I could, I could go down a path of like what I felt was like safe and like what everybody else has been doing but I'm actually one of the you know even though I think there are a lot of people who come out of Memphis who were in the industry like I am one of the few people from Memphis who have like gotten into the industry and I really can cite like that my idea to become a writer was me seeing my first byline in the Tina Pill, you know and so it is it's, it's, it's the direct result like it's why I majored in English when I was in college and it's why, like when I left college after a couple of years of working on wall street, um, I moved to Los Angeles to be a writer, you know, because like I was again, going back to my love of writing for the teen appeal. And before the teen appeal, like nobody was ever telling me that I could be a writer and make a living from it, you know? Um, and so I like you, like I also, my I also did PR too, before I became, you know what I'm saying? So like, they're all kind of related, you know? So man, I, I, I think that, I think Memphis misses, she, Memphis is missing out on like a another teen appeal type program because I think it just gives kids another avenue or something else to think about, something else to aspire to, you know, and like, like Memphis journalism and, you know, like I still have some of the same friends that I met from there and, you know, but yeah, I think of my legacy that I'm kind of living in now. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm a product of Memphis journalism, you know, and that's, that's my story. You know what I mean? I'm very happy. I'm very proud of that, you know. Thanks for listening to Disappearing Inc. I'm Jackson, and this podcast was produced by journalism and strategic media graduate students at the University of Memphis. You can keep up with the episodes by visiting our website, disappearinginkpod.com. That's disappearinginkpod.com.